Hey, and welcome to the Dr. Nicolia Show, where we talk about living intentionally and by design in all things related to the subconscious mind. Every single Tuesday, I release a new episode where we talk about in-depth topics to help you bridge the gap from where you are to where you want to be. I'm so excited that you're here with me. Hello and welcome back to episode two for this week. I know that I typically don't release two episodes in the same week, but this one is a very niched episode. I have gotten so many questions and so much feedback as it relates to me as a coach. And so today I wanted to talk to my fellow coaches, whether you're a new coach, an aspiring coach, this episode is for you. The reality is when I began my coaching business, I thought, all right, I get my coaching certification and I will be well. First stop, my certification. Next stop, clients. But really what happened was I got my coaching certification, put myself out there, did all the things, and the next stop was crickets. Needless to say, I got extremely defeated, extremely overwhelmed, disheartened, and all the things. But I couldn't let go of this internal tug to just keep showing up. I knew that I wanted to have a greater impact and I knew that coaching was my route to being able to make it happen. So I was so inspired, so empowered and really ready to make it happen. But honestly, really carrying that that guilt and that overwhelm and that frustration with me, which obviously doesn't lead to the success. So I knew that I needed to make changes and that change began with getting myself out of a place of burnout and into a place of balance. The reality is when I started my coaching business, I was balancing all the things. I was working a full-time job, working a part-time job, finishing up my doctoral program, raising two children, and trying to get this coaching business off the ground. And needless to say, I was on the brink of burnout if I wasn't all the way over there. And so I knew that unless I really got a handle of my schedule and my goals and all the things that I wanted, I was never going to be able to get to the other side successfully. As a new coach, there are a lot of changes in your life. It's not just business changes, it's personal changes as well. And for me, I would see all these coaches making 100K a month easily and effortlessly and traveling and laptop lifestyle and quickly getting discouraged. But what I didn't realize and what I didn't see was the behind the scenes. I didn't see how long it took them to get there. I didn't see those sacrifices. I didn't see that they too had to create balance within their own life. And so I knew in that moment that I needed to make change. Something needed to shift if I was ever going to be able to get to where I wanted to be. So if you're in that place right now where you're balancing all the things, but you're also really interested in getting your coaching business off the ground, This episode is for you because what we're going to talk about is the six simple steps to help you find balance with your business and all the things so that you're not burning out and you can show up most effectively in your business. No longer do you have to try to like rack your brain and figure it out. This episode is for you. And if you stay tuned, I'll have something super, super special for you at the end. So the first thing in starting and growing a successful coaching business is to determine your why. I'm going to be totally honest, while trying to balance a lot of things like a job or children or a family or a hobby or school and a coaching business, it's going to feel like a lot of work. It's going to feel like you're balancing all the things. It's going to feel like you're wearing all the hats. And because of that, it's easy to fall back into your comfort zone being like, okay, I'll do the things that I have to do and I'll put my dreams and the things that I want kind of on that back burner. And then you end up being kind of regretful or bitter or resentful that you weren't able to achieve what you wanted. So what I found that worked really well for me 
was determining a why. And when I had a strong why, it gave me that momentum that I needed because there were days where it felt impossible to show up. It felt impossible to record yet another podcast. It felt impossible to record yet another video. It felt impossible to show up on social media when I was personally feeling defeated. But my why gave me a strong reason, a strong sense of purpose, and it helped me to continue to show up even when things weren't working the way that I wanted to, even when I didn't seem like, it didn't seem like anything was making sense. I had that consistency and that dedication knowing that my, my blessing was on the other side, and that was because of my why. So you want to think of a why that's going to be powerful for you. So for example, if your why is like, I really hate my job and I want to get out of my job, all that's going to do is put you in a position to look for another job. But if your why is something like so powerful that you're drawn towards it, not necessarily away from something else, you're drawn towards it, then that why gives you that momentum. So that why could be for me, it was really being able to impact people all over the world, really being able to change people's lives through my through my journey and just being able to coach and support people through their healing, through um, their goal setting, through really designing and creating a life that they love. And that why kept me showing up every single day because I focused on impact. I didn't focus on income. I didn't focus on getting away for my job. I didn't focus on anything else other than impact. And so I was able to really create that why and really live by that why. And that gave me that motivation. The second step is to understand your brand. When you want to become a coach, you got to know that your brand doesn't need to look like everyone else's. You may look at someone who's 10 years in and see that they have one-on-ones, they have intensives, they have masterminds, they have master classes, they have group coaching, they have all of these things. You don't need to start there. You need to start where you are and you need to understand what your brand is that you want to create and how you want to operate. When you're starting and growing your business, you need to know how you're going to best serve your audience. So are you going to do one-on-ones? Are you going to do a life group coaching option? Um, Are you going to sell high ticket or lower ticket? Are you going to do a self-study? Really knowing all of this will help you to structure your brand in a way that's going to be conducive to you and help you to really focus on the way in which you want to build your brand. The key here to note is that you're not married to this idea. Let's say today you're like, yep, I'm going to start my brand with one-on-one coaching. Great. And then you may find out in six months that that's exhausting you and you want to expand and do live coaching options, live group coaching options. Wonderful. You can expand, but your job here is to hone in and focus on what your brand is going to be structured on and create create a routine and a brand around what you would like it to be structured based on, okay? The hint here is in order to increase your productivity and your overall effectiveness, you can't have your hands in a million different pots at once. So for me, I started off with really small offers. I started off with like trainings I would teach live and then I would repurpose those trainings and sell them for like 27 or $37. And then the more I got used to bringing in income at that level, the more I started saying, okay, maybe I can use this and I can go more in depth and create a group program. um, Or I can start doing one on ones. And I built upon that I didn't start trying to do everything right, you can't be everything to everyone. The next thing is you're going to want to create a schedule that will work for you. So it's really important that you are controlling your schedule and not allowing your schedule to control you. One thing that I highly recommend is pulling out your planner, identifying where in your planner you have room for each task, room for your work, room for your creation, room for posting. 
when I really was intentional about creating my schedule, it seemed like I was extremely busy, but what I was finding was little small times to do different things. So I know for me, I would batch post my videos on Sunday. So I'd make sure my hair was done. I'd make sure I'd had earrings on. I made sure I looked decent and presentable. And I would post three or four different videos on like record three or four different videos on Sunday. And then I would share them throughout the week. I also would use like my lunch break to um, take time to write in my notepad. I actually use an app called Google Keep. And that would help me keep track of ideas of like, oh, maybe this week I want to post about book writing. And maybe this week I would like to post about course creation. And it would help me to keep track of some of my ideas and the things that I wanted to share. So I was really, really intentional about mapping out my time intentionally. Also with working a nine to five and trying to balance coaching, are you going to offer, you know, those one-on-one calls? If so, you need to make sure that works for you. So for me, I know this was extreme, but I would start doing calls at 5 a.m. in the morning and then I'd stop them around 7.30 a.m. so that I could get my kids ready, head off to work. And then I would start doing calls again at 4.30 at night all the way until um, 7 and then I would do dinner and then I would do calls again from 9 to 10.30. And the reason I structured my calendar availability like this is so that I could make sure that it was working around my schedule. I was making sure I was available to people. And what I came to see is I was reaching people all over the world because I was able to really dive in deep and see like, oh my goodness, like there's, I I can show up at all these times. And I remember I got a client in Australia who's 12 hours ahead of us at you know, 6 a.m. because it was 6 p.m. her time. So you never know who you're going to be able to connect with, but until you really break down your schedule, you're not going to be able to find those holes in those times that you're able to create a, a routine that's going to work for your overall brand. Also, when I did that, I started realizing I had a lot of time suckers. Like, so typically... When I got off work, I was scrolling social media or I'd be watching, you know, an episode of The Office or talking to my friends. And while I love doing all of those things, I had to cut back on those things in order to make time for what it was that I was doing. So really creating a schedule. Um, remember, the key thing to remember with this is that, yes, you need to be present on social media, but a lot of the content that you're going to create or pre-schedule, that's going to work for you even when you're not around. So like I have YouTube videos galore. I probably have over 500 different YouTube videos. Um, literally, I, I record YouTube videos all the time. And then people will watch that. All, I mean, I will get alerts at 3 a.m. of someone who watched my video and a comment that they got. So even when I'm sleeping, people are engaging and able to feed off of my content. So I really prioritize content creation so that even when I wasn't present, I had an opportunity opportunity to be present. And as I was building my schedule, that was something that I really prioritized. The next thing is to really have your systems in place. Let's be honest, we're all extremely busy. And when you're trying to do all the things and you don't really have an order behind it, it's going to quickly exhaust you. So for example, there's amazing systems called Acuity and Calendly. And these are great things and ways in which you can schedule one-on-one calls with people. And so for me, for a long time, if I can be honest, I'd have someone send me an email and say, hey, I'd love to jump on the call with you and talk more about this. And then I say, okay, well, does Tuesday at four o'clock work? And they'd be like, no, 
how about Tuesday at five? Nope, that doesn't work for me. And we were going back and forth in email when now it's so simple. I literally can just send out a link and people can schedule. Same thing with my email server. When I would get people that would sign up for these trainings, I would manually log into my Gmail, type in their email address and send them these trainings. Now I have an email automation system that goes out. I send out um, weekly newsletters. Um, I saw, send out monthly updates and what's new with me and my clients, but all of that is done on the back end and I can pre-schedule every single thing I need ahead of time so that I don't physically have to be there. And it's an amazing thing because once I was able to get my systems in place, it took a lot of weight off of me having to do things manually. Um, which also kind of goes along with step number five, which is outsourcing when you're not in your zone of genius. When I began my business, I remember thinking like I had already invested into a coach and I was like, I don't have a lot of extra money, so I'm just going to um, make my own website. And so I YouTubed all the things typical of us millennials trying to do it all ourselves, but not being able to recognize where sometimes we get in our own way in that regard. So I YouTubed all the things and I spent three long weeks creating a website that was barely functional and honestly not visually appealing. Long story short, I ended up investing in a website designer who had my website up in five days. And as soon as he had it up, I got my first client about two hours later. So long story short, what I learned from that experience is I had wasted time trying to create something that I should have probably outsourced because I made more money being in my zone of genius. So what I always tell my clients is think of what is outside of your zone of genius and consider where you can get support outside of you so that you can focus on your zone of genius. So maybe that's considering hiring a virtual assistant. This virtual assistant can create emails for you or work on your funnel for you or get your freebie beautified for you so that you can really um, get going and you can focus on showing up on lives or showing up on your story or recording YouTube videos, right? There's some things you can't outsource. And then the things that you can that really aren't in your zone of genius outsource. That's okay. Getting a virtual assistant, a virtual assistant was genius for me. I even hired a Pinterest strategist recently and it has been such a weight lifted off my shoulder because I've been trying to learn Pinterest and this is someone who just does it naturally. And so that's one less thing that I have to really worry about to really, you know, get that off my plate. Same thing with my virtual assistant. She really helps take a lot off of my plate so that I can show up in the ways that I need to show up. So making sure that you're outsourcing when you're out of your zone of genius or being able to acknowledge where it is that you need help, which also brings me to another key point. A lot of times our pride will allow us to believe that we should know the answers. We should be able to fig figure it out on our own. It is not bad to ask for help. In fact, asking for help was probably one of the best things that I ever did for my business. I just told you guys the story of the website designer, but the same thing came true when I hired a coach because there were certain things in certain gaps in my business that I wasn't able to recognize until I hired a coach that had already blazed the trail, that had already figured it out. And she helped me to narrow down where I can make just even small shifts and changes. She held me accountable and it really helped my business to grow overall. So I always recommend getting that support on that journey as well. And then finally, the last step is to focus on increasing your magnetism, okay? The reality is you could have all the systems and all the strategies and all the support in the world but if you're not bringing in new clients, how are you ever going to be able to increase your impact and increase your income? So I know for a lot of people, it's like, what do I do to increase my magnetism? And the best thing that I can tell you is to be you. 
you, my friend, are your greatest asset. There are a million people that want to do the same thing as you. Let's say, for example, you want to be a financial guru. There's Dave Ramsey. Let's say, for example, you want to be a life coach. There's Ayanna Van Zandt, right? There are a million people doing the same thing as you with the same kind of ideas, but there is no one that can do it just like you. Your voice, your unique approach, your perspective, your experiences, and your spin on the concept and the topics at hand are going to be what makes your program, your offer, and your coaching stand out from other people. And the mistake that we make, especially in this day and age of social media, is we look at what everyone else is doing. We see these highfalutin coaches making thousands of dollars, doing amazing things, changing people's lives, and we try to mirror and match that. And here's the thing, I'm not at all saying don't let them motivate you. I'm very motivated by many coaches, but I let it motivate me, I don't let it discourage me, and I definitely don't create a mirror from that. I don't say, okay, how can I copy, how can I copy that? I look at what they're doing, I like certain things that they're doing, and if I like it, I say, okay, how can I recreate this and make it my own? Or if I don't like things that they're doing, I do the same thing. How can I avoid implementing this or doing the same thing in my business? So I learn from them, I don't copy them. And so the best way to increase your magnetism is to be authentic. It's not complicated. It's just to fool. It's, it's just to be you, just to embrace you and to show up as you. I was working with a client um, just about a week ago and we were talking about that because she was saying like she feels like that everyone was, she uh, owned a small boutique and she was saying that she felt like everyone, you know, was doing great things with their boutique. And she was talking about a couple of coaches that are not coaches, but other boutique owners that she followed and the things that she wanted to do. And I told her one of the most authentic things that she had is that she would like every time she would go live, she would like do this little like dance to music. And that was her thing. And we just knew like everyone that joined her live, we knew that was her. And she was like, well, I felt like it was too much because some of the other people that are successful aren't doing that. Do what feels aligned with you. Do what is authentically you and you're going to naturally increase and bring in that those clients and increase your magnetism. As you can see, balancing a business can be overwhelming, but if you create a system and you're strategic and intentional about it, it's very possible. There are thousands of of coaches that are still working a nine to five and balancing all the things. There are thousands of coaches that started that way and built their way up. You can do it too. When you look at other people who have made it work, that's not a reason to be discouraging. That's not a reason to be discouraged. That's a reason to validate that this is available and possible for you as well. Using these steps, using these strategies that I shared with you, are what is what's going to help you to effectively start and grow and expand your coaching business. But before you can even dive into these steps, there's one thing that I need you to really understand. You have to believe that your success is inevitable. You have to believe that this is available for you. Even with these steps, you can have these steps, you can have these strategies, but if your mindset tells you, yep, I'm just going to do it to check it off the list, or I'm going to do it so because that's what Dr. Nicole said, but I'm not even really sure how much I buy into it or believe it or resonate with it. You have to make sure your mindset is aligned with it or else none of this is going to matter. So I want you to make sure that you're really, 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 really in alignment with this. And the best way to do this is, again, to look at people who have gone before you and have been able to do it as proof that this is available for you. Also, look forward to your success. Really create that success in your mind, knowing that it's available for you. Get excited about it. Involve your emotions. 
you know, feel all the feels, smell all the smells, hear all the, like, hear what your audience is going to say when you change their life. Feel how you're going to feel when you get that first sale. Allow yourself to really go there knowing that this is available for you. If you're looking for more tools, more strategies, and more support to be able to not only increase your income, but to also increase your impact as a coach. I have just a thing for you. I am going to offer you for free my next Get Your Next Paying Client Now bundle, where I walk you through my proprietary five-step method to magnetic attraction. This is your opportunity to stop hoping, wishing, and waiting, and to actually take aligned and intentional action to expand your brand and to create a business that you desire and deserve. I am so excited to offer this opportunity to you. So use the notes and you can get access to the Get Your Next Paid Client Now bundle. Um, This is for people that want to get their next paying client or even your first paying client. And I literally simplify the process so that you no longer have to feel bogged down, overwhelmed, or defeated. And I actually, if I can be honest, I kind of make it exciting and fun. So use the link and um, you can join us. And I look forward to seeing you there. Thanks for tuning in to the Dr. Nicole show today. If you enjoyed this episode or learned something new, I want to hear all about it. Your words and your feedback add so much value to this show. So here are three additional ways you can continue to support. First, leave a review. Your feedback helps me to show up and support you at a greater level. Two, share, share, share. If you loved today's episode, take a screenshot or highlight your favorite quote that stood out to you and share it on your social media account. Be sure to tag me at Nicolia Williams. I love seeing you guys engaging in all your takeaways. Plus, every time you share this with someone, it gives you a chance to let them also enjoy the show as well. Three, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a single episode. I'll see you next week for another amazing episode of the Dr. Nicolia Show.